G'day guys, I'm Peter Kafkas. And I'm Peter Gowers. And we are the legendary morons. Are we legendary? Maybe. Are we morons? Possibly. But in reality, we're probably somewhere in between. Hello and welcome to wherever you may be listening. Yes. What's going on, Peter, in the world of uh, Darwin, worldwide sports? Well, I'd like to start um, by just welcoming our overseas listeners. We love our Darwin listeners and we love our Northern Territory listeners, but we see that uh, we're gathering momentum overseas, particularly in the United States, yeah. and, uh, and welcome to wherever it is you're listening to us from. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> yes, or howdy, as they say in South Australia. Yes, what was this about Crocs, Pete? So we were talking uh, a couple of podcasts ago about things that were uniquely Darwin in the Northern Territory, and one of the things that we have here in abundance is crocodiles. And I was watching something the other day, and I thought this was an interesting stat because we'd really love some of our international audience to come and visit us here in the Territory and see some of the sites and the different things that we have to offer because it really is a frontier town for Australia. I know a lot of people are used to seeing Melbourne and Sydney and Brisbane, etc. But Darwin is extremely unique and a beautiful tropical area, um, as is all of the Northern Territory. But I heard this stat the other day, and I wasn't surprised, but I was just... It it raised my eyebrows in in real interest. So in the 70s and 80s, they used to cull crocodiles, um, partially, I guess, because it was just the way of life and just to curb the numbers, etc., And they used to do that for a couple of reasons, but as a result, crocs didn't grow very big here. You know, 1.5 to 2 metres was about the maximum they used to get. The Mary River, just outside of Darwin, Mm -hmm. has the highest population of crocodiles on the planet. Right. On the planet, because we no longer cull crocodiles. Uh, now, I'm not, like the fracking, I'm not talking the upside or downside to that. Sure. I'm just giving you the raw stats, and that is that little zone has the most crocodiles of any region on the planet, and second stat, the largest crocodiles on the planet. Right, and they can get up to, what, six, seven, eight? Uh, yeah, the average is now about four to five metres. Okay. So they're big boys. And they get bigger than that. But as someone pointed out, they've been around for millions of years. They yeah. know how to adapt. They're not afraid of us. Bigger and uglier and stronger things have come and gone. Yeah, sure, a, a, a gun isn't going to, you know. And actually, there's a fact that a lot of people would not be aware that uh, we, our crocodile skin, the ones that they get from, you know, being a baby almost, the the perfect skin, that gets uh, sent over and they make Hermes bags out of that. Oh, if I, if I say that, see if I said that yeah, correctly. Yeah. Hermes or? Them, them French ones. Yeah, yeah, they're like 30, 40, 50 oh, grand yeah, a bag. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's not much skin to those little crocs, so. Well, they, well I think it's. Are you going to charge for it? I think, well, maybe they're a little bit older, but they don't. They're juvenile. Right, yeah, yeah. and so yeah. their skin is absolutely yeah. handcrafted or picked for those, uh, yeah, expensive bags. But if you're yeah. someone who likes to tour the world and, and see interesting things, you know, such as Africa and you know, the 
jungles of Asia and go and visit the wildlife, you've got to come to the Northern Territory because there's uh, some amazingly raw things out there. And obviously, Litchfield National Park's just half an hour down the road, yep. an hour down the road. Yep. Kakadu National Park is a couple of hours down the road. Just within a few hours' drive, there is so much to see. And then we haven't even talked about Alice Springs and Catherine, etc. but there is so much to see in the Northern Territory. Great. Do yourself a favour and come visit the NT. Correct. Pete, what's going on in, uh, in cricket news, sir? Well, exciting news. Exciting news indeed. Yeah. The, uh, we talked previously about the fact that a couple of our uh, Australian cricketers got themselves into a little mess over there in South Africa a few months ago now. Ball tampering? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one. But um, it, it has been announced that potentially... The two currently banned Australian opening batsmen, David Warner and Cameron Bancroft, may well be making a visit to the NT. They're oh. playing in the, what they call, winter series. That's what they call it down south. Yeah. Uh, up here in Darwin, I think it's called the NT Strike, or it's a, like a 2020 Big Bash type league that they play up here. So... Um, Look, that's exciting. Could you imagine that? That's brilliant. Australia's vice-captain, yeah. former vice-captain, yeah, yeah. and uh, young player but opening batsman, currently sitting out there suspensions, might get to come up uh, and play in Darwin, which honestly would be so good. And, and I guess yeah. there's a real element of community about that. That's not just a random, let's go to Darwin. I'd like to think that there's a lot of um, good for the community, Imagine the Darwin kids being able to meet these players that they would really get a chance to meet. Yeah. So um, yeah. it would be fantastic for cricket. Oh. And uh, hopefully they'll, they'll both be able to work on their form while they're uh, sitting out their suspensions. Darwin is seriously getting on the map. Yeah, I, I think it is. I mean, they've played test cricket here. Sure, not against serious nations. But um, Darwin's on the map, mate. The legendary morons are playing a role in that. Oh, definitely. And now the Aussie cricketers might be playing a role in that as well. Yeah, well, we'll invite them into the studio and have a, a chat with us. We sure will. One of us will have to sit outside, but no problem. Now, what would you do over the... Uh, the uh, we just had a long weekend. We had the May Day uh, long weekend here. Yep, the only um, union-based holiday left in Australia, um, which we uh, recognised yesterday with a day off. And, um, well, what did I do? I, I, I put in several nominations for Parent of the Year as I went off my brain at, at least three kids. Um, <laughs> we played a bit of cricket yesterday down at Cullen Bay Oval. Okay, so, so you got the three kids and Angus making it. Yeah, I got four kids, but yep. one's, in fact, they all came yesterday. So one's only a little fella, he's yep. only two, yep. so he spends most of his time at home. Uh, but the three older ones... Does he call me when I, when I come around? He calls you Katzis. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he, uh, they all came. We played cricket in the nets down there at Cullen Bay. Just a beautiful afternoon. Yeah. Four o'clock for an hour or so. And, uh, yeah, it was good. How about you? Mate, uh, I had an interesting weekend. Yes? Tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, had the kids for half the day after... Um, 
sorry, that was the Saturday open house Sunday. Um, got to hang with a fam a little bit. My young boy got to hang with a fam, good friend of ours, Leo, my oldest boy. He's six. He went camping for two, three days. Oh, that lucky was in, you. Yeah, that was interesting. And lucky you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but importantly. I was left with Olivia and Mason, the psycho ones. Um, <laughs> but uh, on Sunday, um, the wife's... Um, Father ran, I hope I get this right, the Seaside Sounds Festival. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. And uh, so Lauren, you know, naturally helps out at the door and counting money. You've got to put people you trust in these yeah, correct, places. Correct. People and, you know. Yes. And people without pockets. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> and I was lucky enough to assist Lauren, uh, not at the start, because I think doors opened at 3 o'clock. Yep. And I got to go there around 7.30 just to help out at the door. And my word, I'm not showing my age here, but uh, some outfits of the yeah. young ladies. Yeah, wow. My word. I see what they're like when I go to Woolworths, so I can only imagine what it's like when they go out. To a seaside sound festival. Wow. Yeah, and look, and the lads, don't get me wrong, there's some big lads out there nowadays. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's, there's some good juice available. <laughs> Jeez, they are, some of them are monsters. Yeah. 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 Is it still, they still say it's what's in the chicken that causes this uh, <laughs> massive <laughs> of chests and biceps? <laughs> yes, um, some, uh, look, a lot, not a lot was left to the imagine, to the, how do you say it? The imagination. Imagination, thank you. It's the weather. Right, and it's the it's the fact that there is nothing left to the imagination. Yeah, thanks to the Kardashians and Co. All right, I mean, yes. wow. <laughs> okay, there's not a lot left to the imagination globally anymore, is there? Yeah, look, um, most people were well behaved, and I'll tell you what, a lot of great feedback from from the event. Yep, look, people had a great time, but. Um, Sometimes you do got to feel for the, the security guys. I'll tell you what. You yeah. Know, there were a couple of people I had, I had to say, and I'm no security person, but I was like, come on, you can't go back in, you know, so yeah, walk yeah. out here or yeah. make got to go around and follow the rules, but they just don't give this. It's, it's a funny thing because we, you know, it's, there's been a bit of controversy in recent times in the news right. about the one. People, okay, go ahead. About how people get treated in the workplace and you know, what's appropriate and what's not appropriate. Now, I, I've been involved in the entertainment industry for 30 years. We've talked about that yep. many times before. Yep. And it's funny, it's funny because that has been my workplace for all of my adult life. Well, I've done other things, of course, and had a serious job as well in recent times. Yep. But when you add alcohol to the mix, People's not even common sense, just their common decency goes out the door. Yeah, absolutely. And that's all of their workplace. That was your workplace. That's security guard's workplace. But people don't see it like that. And I was I was reading something uh, in the news the other day about that and how people get treated and it's not right and it's this and that. And I thought they don't even bring up those environments that have alcohol. Oh, and monitored uh, uh, is the word I would use. There was some, <laughs> there was some off uh, tap uh, kids there, but hey, you know, I guess we're all young ones. Yeah, correct. We've all we've all made mistakes, and I think if you if you learn from them, if you show remorse after the fact, then yeah, yeah. Uh, well, just on another side note, um, uh, so. 
There is another event coming up called One Tropical Day, and we're having a legendary Australian artist, which you would know more about this than me, uh, John Farnham, Daryl Braithwaite, The Black Sorrows, and Taxi Ride coming on Saturday the 14th of July. Right, so Farnham's going for another superannuation top-up, obviously. Take the pressure down. I think he's been retired about 48 times now. Daryl Braithwaite, I mean... Yeah, you know, he, riding on the horses. It's probably what he's best known for. Yeah. But of course, he was the lead singer of Sherbet in the seventies, which were right. one of well, they were the biggest band in Australia. Okay, and massive. Uh, Black Sorrows, awesome, and Taxi Ride. Well, I haven't seen them around for a while, but they were big in the nineties. And uh, when I what's their famous claim? Uh, probably uh, Get Set. Get okay. said, everybody. I'm not going to sing anymore. Yeah, yeah, right, right. yeah they, Actually, they, they got quite a few hits. They got quite a few hits. Yeah. So you'll you'll know them when you hear them. Um, last time I think they came to Darwin was when I was with the radio stations and they played for us at Sky City. Oh, so, I tell you uh, what. Yeah. Hey, I might know someone that knows someone in these one tropical day things. We might be able to talk to the to the lads. Love it. We'll get someone in. We'll have a chat to someone. If it's not in studio, we'll go to them. Yeah, we'll go to them. We're we're mobile as well. Backstage. I love it. Yeah, that's it. Um, Yes. I love the Territory. Now, I love the Territory. (laughs) But what have you you seen recently? Man, oh, man. (laughs) Yeah, so I've recently been very vocal about our friends at at the, I use massive air quotes when I say, Local television stations, <laughs> of which none of them are local. But these, I love the territory ads. Cheapest group. <laughs> yeah, they're I, mean, I, don't, I don't even know where to go with that. But I'll tell you what, if yeah. you spend eight seconds prepping these people about remembering you are talking into a camera and don't look like you're reading a really long <laughs> line back and forth, geez, it'd be helpful. Hey, we've even said in, when it comes to authenticity, there's no point having the fancy hotel ad with the couple walking down the road, smiling, looking at each other. Oh, I'm having such a great time. Yeah. You're better off just being authentic nowadays. Absolutely. Just, just more energy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I actually came here with a head of steam. I wanted to blow them out of the water, but I just feel sorry for them now. They're just they're ridiculous. <laughs> anyway, all good. And by the way, yes. I've got a bone to pick with you. <laughs> We're, we're, we're constantly being creative and innovative Absolutely. and putting out content and leading the way. What was with your little post yesterday on the <laughs> community group, my friend? So, guys, we run uh, the community groups on Facebook, the suburb groups there, and uh, it was yesterday, wasn't it? You put yep. this awesome post <laughs> on Stuart Park about, you know, we've got this many members or invite your neighbours to join the group. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was fucking brilliant. Thank you, thank you. So I placed your And then some hours later, I saw you make a very similar statement on the Brad group, which I also thought looked very similar to what I had written just a few hours earlier. Yeah, I was brilliant. <laughs> oh, well done. It was, a, you know, it, we invite our neighbours to get together and, you know, share things that are going on in the local suburb, mm-hmm. um, connect like the good old days. Yeah, and it's starting to work. Um, Pre-Cyclone Marcus, mm-hmm. um the Stuart Park group was only about 100 yeah, okay, people. members, yeah. And um, we're just a tick. We're about a dozen off 300 now. Yeah. And, way. you know, post-Marcus, that sort of happened quite quickly. There was about 100 or so that came on quite quickly. Yeah. And, and now it would be, 
you know, every week we get multiples. Yeah. And then whenever you put something out there about, you know, tell your friends or family or whatever to join, it seems to work. And the bigger you grow the groups, then the more active they become. Absolutely. You know, the Palmerston groups, uh, they, 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 it's where it essentially started. Um, they're huge. You know, just in the Palmerston groups, we've got, if you combine all the Palmerston groups, I think there's about 15,000 members wow. combined. So, you know, we were, we had, we were quite instrumental with the new Lord Mayor of Palmerston, Athena Pasco-Bell, in getting the previous dodgy council sacked. Removed. Removed, yeah. yeah. You know, all the b- bullshit they were doing and the yeah. mismanagement and the, the under-the-table deals with developers and all the rest of it. So we are now moving this to the northern suburbs. Yeah, and, um, yeah, I've... Enjoyed watching the, the rise of the group so far. I'm sure it'll only get bigger and better as, as we get more members. I, I'm I'm considering, and I'll put it out there publicly now. I was thinking about it yesterday. Yeah. I think once we get well, once we get 290 plus, I'll put a challenge on there and I'll offer some sort of a, a free gift or yeah. I'm not sure what it is. Oh, that's awesome! It might end up being a free jukebox or something for the night. Oh, there you go. If a little community. Party. Yeah, I just thought, you know, we'll, we'll do something because the, the more we grow, then uh, the more, um, I guess, it's sort of about safety as such, but I saw someone the other day yep. post about their place had been burgled on Saturday sure, night. And sure, So had their neighbours. Right. Had anybody seen this or seen that? Sure. And while it's terrible that that happened to them, mm. that's kind of the idea of it, you know, whether it's lights out, whether it's someone hanging around your house that you're not too sure about, yeah. whether it's a car parked somewhere that shouldn't be. That's right. Or, you know, unfortunately, whether it is someone getting broken into or what, that, that's the purpose of it. Not so that your, your very next door neighbour gets robbed and you go, oh, sorry, man, didn't even know you lived yeah, here. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's a great little forum to just let people know what's going on. And, and the anti-police do such a wonderful job of this stuff. They really do. You know, they're onto it. Yeah. Um, in, in Palmerston, you know, they're right onto it. Um, but our magistrates here in the Territory, they're, they're soft as shit. <laughs> okay. Without putting too fine a point on it. Oh, seriously, I, grow I, some balls. I would just say, and I don't, again, whenever it comes to political stuff mm. or this type of sure. sub-political stuff, yeah. You're going to be hard-pressed to get me to engage. No, not a problem. Because... No, I'll do it for you. I, I would suggest, and I, I could be wrong, so by all means, shoot me down, as I always say. But um, I'm thinking they appear to be soft because it's legislation that dictates what they can or can't do. No. <laughs> okay. It's just... Fair call. You know, there's some, there's some juveniles, if you like, or there's some people that... It's not their first time. It's not yeah, their okay. third, fourth, it's fifth, serial. sixth, seventh. Yeah. yeah okay. Now, as, you, as you've clearly stated, just quickly, what happens in, in Dubai if you steal, rob? Well, yeah, you, you'll get in trouble. And my my favourite one is the drink driving one. Yeah. And I know yes, use that. It, because I'm a big believer, and again, like I, I know that we live in this apologist state nowadays. Mm. And every, we can't say Merry Christmas because that'll offend all the minority groups. And we can't say this and that because that'll offend. Okay, at the end of the day, we are we are a country based on certain principles and backgrounds. Yeah. We shouldn't apologise for that. That's right. Be that as it may, mm. I lived in Dubai for four and a half years on two occasions, and in my opinion, the drink driving rules there are the best in the world. Love it. Tell us about it. 
if you're found to be drinking and driving, you'll get taken to the local police station. Right. You'll get put in a jail cell. So is the, you know how we have a blood alcohol limit of 0.05? Yeah. What happens if I get caught at 0.05 in Dubai? So you'll get, you'll get taken to the local police station. Right. You'll get put in a jail cell. Yeah. And they will shave your head, and in 30 days they'll come and talk to you. In 30 days? Yeah. You, could, you don't make contact with anyone for 30 days? No. Nah. So well, you lose your job. Yeah, imagine your employer. You Where lo- the fuck are you? <laughs> you lose your house. You lose your car. Bye-bye. So are you going to drink and drive? No, so no. that's where I have a problem with this 0.05 system, right? Now, and a maximum of 0.08 uh, in Australia? Uh, uh, I don't know. There's some ridiculous leeway. But here's, just don't go up here in Australia 0.05. Do not go over that. Correct. And you, you mentioned before how the police do such a great job with the community policing in, in Palmerston and, and other suburbs around Darwin. Do a wonderful job. So my way of looking at drink driving is that you go and talk to a police officer who works in that area, yeah. who, who works in that sort of accident area and drink driving and I don't know the exact term for it, but you know where I'm getting at. You go and talk to them and there's not a police officer in the country that says to you, it's a good idea to drink and then go out driving. No one. That's right. It just doesn't happen. Yeah. So if, if you're planning on, planning on going out and having a drink, leave the keys in the car at home. It's, I am uncomfortable with this whole concept of I'm going to time it, I can have two for this and I can have right. one on the. Forget that. Go and enjoy your night at the time of your life. Have 50 beers if that's what turns you on. But not only don't be tempted, don't, it's not even in play. If it's zero, 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 it's not in play. If you want to drink lemon, lime and bitters all night and drive your mates home, so no problems, then it is in play. Uh, as otherwise known as a sober bomb. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, this this whole concept of we have a limit and we have this and that, you can have two beers here or one wine or, or this many. No, forget all that. Zero, 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 done. Now, I know that will anger a lot of people who'd love to have a couple of beers at a restaurant and then drive home, and that's awesome for you, but there's too many people that can't do that and stuff it up and go over or hurt themselves or their family or someone else. Um, and I'm just not cool with that. So yeah, yeah. that's that's my personal theory. You can you can do what you like. I'm not going to win that argument. I'm sure that'll never happen. But that's just what I think should be the rule. We can imagine if you get caught here above zero point zero five, you get sent straight to jail. Yeah, no questions asked, and yeah. then thirty days later they let you out. Jeez. Well, there was a story on that TV the other night. Yeah, there was a story on TV the other night about a woman in Sydney who um, consumed two casks of wine. So I believe a cask down there is four litres. So she consumed eight litres of wine, was found at whatever it was. Whatever limit she was found at, it's almost dead. That's, don't worry about the number. It's almost dead. Now, she was arrested. She was in her car, but she wasn't driving. No, no, she was asleep. Yeah, she was asleep, slumped over the wheel, parked in a bus zone. So she was arrested and she was let off on a technicality because she wasn't driving and it couldn't be proven that she was driving. Yeah. Now, I I caught a piece of this and my wife was like, no, I believe her, I believe her, because her husband told her that day he was leaving her and she was stressed out and she was whatever else. And she said she had two casks of wine in the boot of the car because she bought them for the Christmas party for the following weekend. 
And I'm like, I call bullshit. No way. No way. What's happened is she's gone out and bought the two casks. I don't, I don't say for a second she was driving. I, I don't know either way. Sure. But she hasn't bought the two casks for the weekend following Christmas party because I'm like, well, where's, where's everything else? Where's, <laughs> where's the Christmas crackers? Where's the decorations? You don't just buy two <laughs> casks of wine and nothing else. <laughs> well, that's for the Christmas party, that is. <laughs> it was a Christmas party for one in the car, yeah. and you know she had bad news. She did whatever she did, but um, yeah, I'm not buying the story that it was. <laughs> but this is the problem, in my opinion, is it's a growing epidemic in this country that women are drinking not just a little bit and going over; they're going to off the radar status, right, right. and and they got kids in the car, and. Um, you know, I, I fully understand that women are under pressures today that yeah. their parents and their grandparents and whatever won't under, and I get that. Um, but that's on us as husbands yeah. and, and you know, family members of, of well, we've both got wives and families, and, and that's, our, that's our role to participate in that. But, you know, it's not acceptable that people just don't consider in, uh, having a few drinks is being fine, yeah. and having lots of drinks and driving is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Look, anyway, it's my opinion. No, no. We, you know, we we say what we want. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh, that's it in a that's, nutshell. Yeah, that's a good little wrap up. So I guess today's message is: don't drink and drive. Um, play cricket in Darwin. Play cricket and in come Darwin. and visit the Crux. Yes, and magistrates up here toughen up. <laughs> Correct. And what? Well, we'll catch you on the next episode. I'm Peter Gowers. I'm Peter Kafkas. We are the legendary morons. Are we legendary? Maybe. Are we morons? Probably. But the fact is, we're somewhere in between. We'll catch you next time. See ya.